everybody and welcome back to Literally Heinous. We have a very special Grammys recap episode with my friend Ray Lynn. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh my god, of course you're the perfect person to have on the podcast. Ray Lynn is my best pop culture buddy. We met a few years ago on a ski trip with my boyfriend's high school friends and I always sometimes not anymore, but I used to always like feel kind of awkward on those trips because everybody went to school together, everyone knows each other so well. And then I met Ray Lynn and we were, it was right before the Grammys of like 2020 and we just like got to talking and it was like we spoke the same language. I was like, wait, you care about this stuff just as much as I do? I still remember we were playing one of the card games and you and I both knew Ariana Grande's dog's name. And so I was like, yes. okay, I'm not insane. Or at least someone <laughs> shares my insanity. So it's fine. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot about that. Cause yeah, I was like, who else would know this besides me? And then you did. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I love that we're doing this because I feel like one of the like foundations of our friendship was that first Grammys where we were friends and we had a big group chat going and we're both so yeah. invested. And so it's such a full circle moment. I love it. I know, it's so fun. Um, Yeah, so what did you think of the Grammys last night? Like, what were your impressions just overall? My impressions were that it was kind of all over the place. It felt a little bit, like, random to me for some of the awards. For some I'm really happy with, some I'm still questioning a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was definitely entertaining, and so um, I think that's what their goal was. So who knows? (laughs) Yeah. I would agree with that. I watched the red carpet, like the full E! News red carpet, and then I watched until about like 10 p.m. just because like I got to go to bed and it's based in the West Coast. Like it goes on for way too late. Yeah. And with the amount of commercials, with the like few things that they actually fit in during the time that they have, it is just kind of exhausting and long winded. Um, And especially with, like, it always drives me insane when they're, like, coming up, album of the year, but then it's not Mm -hmm. for, like, 10 more commercial breaks is infuriating. Yeah, also the seating arrangements really bothered me. Like, it just felt really tight, and the tables were all so small. And I don't know, it just, like, threw me off. That's why I loved the year where it was COVID, and all of the celebrities were kind of, like, distance they all had masks but it wasn't awkward and it just kind of made sense and then they went to a different location for the actual performances because nothing is more painful than like seeing other celebrities reactions to celebrities performing and I'm like you know how it feels to be up there how are you not giving any sort of like encouragement or excitement it drives me insane yeah the panning to Taylor Swift was like overwhelming almost like they were cutting to her every five minutes yeah, and like if that were me, I I think Monica. the Grammys totally like honed in on Beyonce, Adele, and Taylor being there, mm-hmm. and then kind of snubbing them later is just like classic yeah. Grammys fashion. That is so classic Grammys. Um, okay, so let's get into some of the major awards. So for Album of the Year, we had Voyage by ABBA, um, Thirty, Adele, Un Verano Sin Ti. Sorry if I didn't pronounce that right. Bad Bunny, Renaissance, Good Morning Gorgeous, Mary J. Blige, and These Silent Days, Brandy Carlisle, Music of the Spheres, Coldplay, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, Kendrick Lamar, Special, Lizzo, and Harry's House, Harry Styles, who ultimately took the award home, which was super controversial. Doesn't bother me personally. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it, but I know that a lot of people are confused. I have some mixed feelings on it. I was 
for sure it will be Beyonce or Bad Bunny, like without a question. Um, I was even talking to Sam like before awards were announced and I was like telling him, I'm like, it is going to be this. And he's like, no, yeah. like I kind of think Harry might take it home. And I'm like, there is no way. And obviously I was proved wrong. But I just, I really loved the album. I like Harry Styles. If I could have afforded one of his concerts, I definitely would have gone. But when you look back at like previous album of the year winners, I think they're much more impactful and mm-hmm. kind of change music for future yeah. future artists. And I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with Harry's House. I think it's a beautiful album, especially for the people that are really dedicated to it. Um, but I just, I don't know that longevity of it, if, if that's there. I agree with that. Like when you phrase it like that, I do think differently. I guess I just think like in terms of who's, who was everywhere this year, like I couldn't like grocery shop without hearing their songs like just everywhere. And I feel like that would be Harry's house. Also like Renaissance, it's not, not good. Like it is good, (laughs) but like, I know they're going to come for me, but like, I, I guess, like, I do sing the one in my head, bet you you sing, like, that one I sing a lot. But, like, other than that, like, I feel like I just didn't really see it as much. I, I It wasn't on TikTok as much. Is that crazy to say? I, I think for album of the year, for other other awards within um, the Grammys, I don't think how, how much the public views it, how popular it is, should be yeah. taken into consideration, except for album of the year. I think album of the year should kind of have that impact element as well. Um, but it shouldn't mm-hmm. be totally based on like all of these, uh, like Gen Z on TikTok being like, I have never heard yeah. this. Like, obviously that is not the only credential. I um, but I, I thought Beyonce had it, especially because she has never had an album of the year win. And so I, I totally thought she had it in the bag for sure. Especially with like, everything kind of being set up to be her night. Um, she broke the award, uh, the, yeah. the record. And so I, I was like, yeah, there's no doubt Beyonce will finally get the, get the win there. That is so crazy that she's never won album of the year. I know, especially like Lemonade. I think it was up against Adele's 21 that year, which uh, oh. Adele in the acceptance speech was like, Beyonce is my artist in that speech. But I, I think that's when Lemonade had lost. Yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, and then Harry, during his acceptance speech, when he says, this just doesn't happen to people like <laughs> me, like, that's definitely, I kind of, like, knew what he was saying, but, like, just came out so wrong. Like, yeah, it doesn't happen to you, like, a white, attractive man. It, yes, it, it does. It was the end of the night. Would love to give him some benefit of the doubt. Obviously, I don't think he he realized what he was saying. And it's one of those things when you walk away, you're like, what just came out of my mouth in front of that many people? And I think it's totally dominated the conversation around his win. Um, But it was not a great thing to say, like, um, especially when so many different people were rooting for different people for different reasons. It it had like, how long has he been in media training for since the One Direction days? Like, yeah. he should know this like the back of his hand or at least have a speech prepared just in case, even if you don't think you're going to win, write one down, even in the notes app of your phone, it's fine. Yeah. His first speech. So before that he won, I 
another Grammy earlier in the night. I, it was like it was the first one for a pop vocal album. Mm-hmm. And sorry, I'm like jumping ahead, but his speech for that was heinous. Like he like didn't even look happy or excited or anything. Like I was just like kind of confused, but then I guess like he seemed a little bit more jazzed when he won album of the year. His fans, but that just really struck me. His fans totally baby him. Like I see it all the time on yes. TikTok where they're like, he's so exhausted, like all of this stuff. But in this case, like he truly is. Like he has been on the road for what feels like years. He has been obviously yeah. doing this big Grammy campaign. He's had two movies, three movies come out. And so yeah. it, it really showed, I think, last night. Um and I think what he's been yeah. doing is really accomplishing and it's really exciting, but I think he did look drained and like that energy wasn't there. He looks exhausted. Like he needs to take a nap for a severe amount of time. Okay. Are you ready for record of the year? Sorry, I think you froze Wait. for a second. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, I'm back. Okay, so jumping into Song of the Year, ABCDEFU by Your Best Friend Gail, um, About Damn Time, Lizzo, All Too Well, Taylor, As It Was, Harry, who's not even credited on that one, actually. So, oh wait, yes, he is. I'm so sorry, I literally can't read. Okay, so Bad Habit, Break My Soul, Easy On Me, God Did, The Heart Part 5, and just like that, Bonnie Raitt. Um, so Bonnie Raitt won, which was surprising for a lot of people because she was definitely kind of like the oddball in that one. Like when you put her up to like, you know, Taylor Swift and Bad Bunny and Harry Styles and like all the like main contenders of the night, everyone was really surprised. Also because um, Jill Biden announced that award, which was super like... Which first of all, I would like to say Jill Biden yeah. looked amazing. I loved her dress. I thought she looked great. So even if she didn't announce the song that I was rooting for, I'm like, do you know what, Jill? You look great. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I that ha- didn't bother me. Yeah. I was obviously like shocked at first. I was rooting for Taylor. Um, she had already won earlier in the night. So this would have been her 13th Grammy, which like I love like a a perfectly aligned situation. So I was obviously disappointed. Yeah. Um, but once I looked into Bonnie Raitt further, if there was a song that All Too Well had to lose to, I'm glad it was that one. Um, it was a really important message. Organ donation is something that I'm like really passionate about too. So once I heard that, I was like, yeah, I can't be mad about this. And like we talked about earlier, um, popularity doesn't really factor into the Grammys, and if, especially for Song of the Year. Like, Album of the year, maybe, but for song of the year, I'm fine with it, like, fully being about the music. I'm fine with it, too. You know, that won't keep me up at night. And, like, she was obviously really happy about it. And also, like, the good thing about last night is I feel like everybody got, like, a piece of the pie. Like, Harry got an award, Lizzo, Adele, Beyonce, not Taylor. Or she got got the music video award. Which, again, a a pre-televised award yeah it would have been insane for anything else to win for best music video with like the entire campaign that was rolled out for the uh short film yeah that definitely deserved it like the reason why I wasn't totally rooting for all too well for this one is I just knew it would be like world war three if all too well took home this award because everyone would be so mad because like this song came out 10 years ago like 
this was just a re-recording and I wouldn't want people to like tarnish the memory of all too well because it is just held in such a like high regard to me that's why for that surprise performer that never was I was convinced it would be the 10 minute version or at least like the original which like a 10 minute performance I guess would have been insane at the Grammys but she had originally performed that song the original time so I can totally see why people would have been mad if she won because it was kind of like giving the song a second chance to win a Grammy when even though there's what uh, six additional mi- minutes added on to it. I-, I do think it's kind of like a great Best area. six minutes of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah, I didn't even watch the Grammys when she performed All Too Well like 10 years ago. I still remember the memes about All Too Well after it came out. Um, it, there was like a little arcade man kicking her because the hair flips were like really oh, dramatic yeah. and everyone was like yeah. tearing it apart. Um, so I still remember that very clearly. Yeah, I have no recollection of that. Okay, moving on to pop solo performance. So Moscow Mule, Bad Bunny, Woman, Doja Cat, Bad Habit, Steve Lacey, About Damn Time, Lizzo, As It Was, Harry Styles, and Easy On Me, Adele, which one? I'm fine with it. Um, I, I, ha- I have no complaints. I think Adele is the true like Grammy darling that a lot of people try to pin on Taylor. Yeah. Um, but the music yeah. that she makes is universally adored across uh, generations. Keep doing her thing. I'm fine with it. Yeah, she is like, she really can't do anything wrong. Like, has she ever had a scandal or anything? I don't think so. And I was even thinking about this. I'm like, not even just the awards of last night doing great work for Adele. She won an award when she wasn't expecting it. She completely let her personality show like throughout the show and you can see her talking to everybody. She was there for a great time. She was taking pictures with Lizzo and it just looked like they were genuinely having fun. And I I like forgot how nice of a personality Adele seems to have. She just seems lovely. Yeah. She has like the best end of the deal when it comes to being like an A-list performer. I feel like she's kind of enabled this air of privacy that people just respect. Like when she is in her off years, Mm -hmm. like we don't hear much from her. Like, It's hard to, like, because now she's been, like, everywhere since 30 came out. But, like, a year ago before the album came out, like, I remember, like, oh, Adele's coming out with a new album. And I was like, holy shit, like, I haven't heard from her in years. Like, what's she been doing? One of my favorite things of Adele is when she did that Adele lookalike competition. Yes. That is one of my favorite videos. It's adorable. And, like, seeing how she, uh, like, uh, interacted with the other Adeles, I was just like, this is so cute. And so I, I think she's always had that kind of charm to her. And the fact that Easy On Me, she wrote it, like, to her son, like, go easy on me, like, about her divorce with his father, like, that just is a new level to that song, you know? Oh, I didn't know that, actually. That's beautiful. Yeah. Like, she wrote it to her son. Oh, that's very sweet. I know. So, pop duo, this was kind of a flop category for me. Yes. Like, ABBA, Camila Cabello, and Ed Sheeran, Coldplay and BTS, um, Post Malone and Doja Cat. I can't even, like, conceptualize what song that is. I Like You, a happier song. Um, And then Unholy by Sam Smith and Kim Petras, which one? This does not make me happy. I was irrationally annoyed by this. Why? Um, The song is... It already went through the got overhyped on TikTok, waited too long to be released, and then the immediate shift to hating it. 
Um, did you see the like pan to the crowd and Doja's face when it yes. was announced? I, I don't know. As far as the other nominees, and I, I think it's interesting when there's one of the main categories and you're putting pop songs versus not as popular songs together and how you're able to judge that. Yeah. And a lot of people always say like, oh, well, this song was more popular on TikTok or whatever. It deserved to win. This is one of the instances where I don't think the pop song yeah. outweighed the, the other options where the pop should have pulled through. What do you think should have won? Um, that is a good question. I really couldn't say. Um, of the list, I've definitely heard Unholy the most, but usually not by choice. Like, I could not imagine going yeah. on to Spotify and being like, yeah, I want to listen to Unholy right now. Yeah, people hate that song. Like, I literally haven't heard any of the other songs, which is crazy. But I guess I would pick Post Malone and Doja Cat because I like them the best. Yeah, I mean, and this same backlash would have happened if Camila Cabello and Ed Sheeran won because they kind of have the masses against them as far as popularity, yeah. similar similarly yeah. to Sam Smith. So yeah. I, I could see the backlash being there either way. I love Ed I Sheeran. Think, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love Ed Sheeran. Why? I, I Anytime a video comes up on my For You page of someone being like, I don't know why Ed Sheeran gets all the tape. Immediate like, I, I love Ed Sheeran. <laughs> that is so, I mean, I used to like him like when I was in eighth grade and I was in like my Tumblr era, like I had this like fixation on the A-team. Do you uh, remember that song? Uh, do I remember that song, please? <laughs> I was like, there's nothing better than this. That was, I don't know if this happened like in Michigan, but like in Georgia where I grew up, like, there was this like year long PSA campaign about like meth and these absolutely <laughs> that was the last direction I thought that was going in. <laughs> okay, but like I don't know like who funded it. Like some like government like would fund these commercials and they would put on the most twisted, deranged, sadistic, like 30 like 60 second long PSA commercials that scared the absolute shit out of me and it was like a mini story like one of them like oh my god they're seared into my brain like some guy with like scabs all over his face he's like in a house like rummaging around like breaking into the house like moving everything like screaming like where's the money where's the money and then like um like a mom and a daughter like come out of the room and you think that he's like robbing the fa- the like family, but then it turns out like that's his mom, and he's like robbing his own oh. house. And then like, like a thing flashes up on the screen, like this is what happens when you do math. And so I don't know if like other people can relate to that, but like I was really like obsessed with math kind of when I was like in eighth grade. Oh, like I was just I- really interested in it. Okay. <laughs> and it was also like when Breaking Bad came out too, and there- and then like the Eighteen by Ed Sheeran. I just like had a lot going for me, like just from like a preventative standpoint. Like I was so scared I was going to get addicted to math. Okay, so the commercials worked. <laughs> that commercials. it sounds like it was a successful campaign. <laughs> <laughs> It was so deranged. But anyways, that's like what drew me to Ed Sheeran in the first place. I actually saw him in concert. Oh, I I waited outside from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. to see Ed Sheeran (laughs) open for Jason Derulo. If that's not the most like 2013 (laughs) sentence you've ever heard. Um, But I still remember when I heard like, oh, the A-team is actually about drugs. I was just like. I was like, oh, this is the pinnacle of like, <laughs> yeah. 
of songwriting. Like I had no idea. And I was like, this is so deep, very much like the Tumblr era of like, no one gets my music. It's, it's only me and no, the artists like, who understand. I, in my like um, ninth grade, like health class or whatever, we had to give a presentation <laughs> on like some sort of like mental disability or not disability or like mental health kind of or something. Actually, no. I'm sorry. It was about drugs. Like, everybody would pick a drug and, like, present what? on it and, like, give, like, a presentation. Like, and I was like, I call meth. Like, obviously. <laughs> oh, And for my, my presentation, oh, this is humiliating. I did a dramatic reading in front of my class to the A-team and did, like, a lyric analysis. And, like, I had, like, little footnotes, like, subscripts there, too. And I thought that I was, like, a scholar, like, picking out, like, the imagery but, oh my gosh. I mean, oh my God. Lastly, as if we should ever forget the iconic line written by Ed Sheeran of up and coming like I'm fucking in an elevator is one of the most insane lyrics I've ever heard in my entire life. I think I was a freshman in high school listening to that and uh, rewired my brain, I think. <laughs> yeah. That first album, whatever it was, plus subtract, divide, absolute value, I don't know. But like I'm, the first. I'm, volume was great i'm over the addition and subtraction album is he still doing that yeah uh his last one was divide i think he had a a collaborations album that uh deterred from the the regular pace of things but i I think he's back on it which i have gone to to a lot of the concerts too and so i I've, (laughs) i've been on the wagon i've been on the trend since plus jesus so did you like bad habits lead to late nights um I, I I don't care for it like I feel like kind of when you said I used to be a fan of him and I was like okay I guess that's what I am like I'll always defend him yeah. but I the collaborations oh, album yeah. was not good um and so I guess I have faded a little bit but those first few I will always <laughs> defend Ed Sheeran for it oh my god you're totally gonna walk down the aisle to an Ed Sheeran song oh yeah absolutely and I will eat that shit up the whole time oh my god um okay so Ed Sheeran didn't win so Unholy Sam Smith so pop vocal album Voyage ABBA 30 Adele Music of Spheres Coldplay Special Lizzo and Harry's House Harry Styles which he won um we talked about that one. That was the first award of the night where he just looked like really like when I like acceptance speeches, like pull up my heartstrings, you know, like, yes, let me like give us something. There are certain times where I just like at the end of a Broadway show, when everyone gives a standing mm-hmm. ovation, when someone wins an award that you know that they have been working towards something like that. I just immediately tear up. That is so heartwarming to me. And so I, especially when they think like their parents or something like that, it makes me want to cry every time. I know. Like, I feel like Emmys are really good about that. Like Mm -hmm. the most recent examples, like Abbott Elementary, like all the people that won from that, like they all had like the best speeches and like were so enthusiastic and grateful. And like, I like the people that start crying and like thank their mom and like, but the Grammys, they're all, like, artists, and they're, like, kind of edgy, and, like, sometimes they just don't give during the speeches. I think Olivia Rodrigo had some really good ones yeah. that are standing out to me. Um, but as far as this award goes, I think this is what Harry should have won. I think he should have won pop vocal, very much up his alley. I, I think he 100% deserved this one. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, 
And then the last one I wanted to talk about, so not a main award, but the best electronic album. Um, Beyonce won that one, which was really surprising to me that she was even in that category, considering she was already nominated for like in the R&B categories. I will be honest. I have no idea how they structure what album goes where. I I don't know anything about like genres. I never know how to pinpoint my interest in what genres. So I just, I just go along with it. But people always forget like the artist submits to those categories. The Grammys doesn't they, they don't decide for the artist. They are specifically applying for those categories. Um, yeah. So however it works, I'm like, all right, that, that's fine. There's so many. Um, so, yeah. Like there's so many like Taylor songs where I'm like, is that country? Is that pop? Like, I don't. It's, it's a very loose definition, I feel like, for a lot of these categories. Yeah. This article I read said that the debate landed in the hands of the Academy's National Screening Committee. And they listened to Renaissance several times and determined that it should compete in the dance music one. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because I never understood like folklore and Evermore were being put up as pop, if I'm remembering correctly. So I have no idea what defines what. I don't know. But I know like a lot of my friends were upset because like Odessa was nominated and Odessa is just like the best. And I don't think they've won a Grammy, or if they have, they haven't had, like, their moment. But, like, going to an Odessa show, you should do it at some I've, point. Yeah, I forgot. This is right up your alley. I, I feel like I don't have the, the insight to comment. Um, okay, but overall thoughts. Um, I thought, like, all the emphasis on Beyonce was just, like, kind of crazy and, like, a little bit uncomfortable. Like, it felt like her birthday or something. It is such a Grammys fashion to hype up. Taylor's going to be there. Beyonce's going to be there. Adele's going to be there. And then absolutely snub them. Yeah. Like, it is, it's such an insane, like, power trip that the Grammys do time and yeah. time again. And it's so I, – I get why Beyonce and Taylor are starting to opt out of these events because it yeah. must be infuriating to yeah. have them use you so blatantly and then completely rip you off at the end of the night. So as yeah. much as I love having them at these events, I totally get why they're, like, over it. That they did the same thing to Ariana Grande in like 2020 or 2019, like whatever that year was. And, and she like tweeted about it. And she literally was like, you guys always like promote me, but then you don't give me the awards. And let's not forget the most disgusting action of the Grammys where they flew out Mac Miller's parents, said if he wins, we have a beautiful like video tribute for them. To have the audacity, like I, I'm still just disgusted by that. I to have them not win and while his parents are sitting in the audience. I need to know what exactly happened because like who in their right mind would ever think that it's a good idea, not even on a moral level, okay, but on an optics level to promote that you're flying his parents out. Everybody knows that you're flying them out. You made this whole thing about it and then you don't award them like award him like I don't understand. It's also, on top of how disgusting it is to treat a family that way, it's also not fair to the winner, which I believe was Cardi B. Yeah. She got torn apart on something that she had no control over, no idea. People were tearing her to shreds, and it's like, what was she supposed to do? That's not fair in the slightest. And that that was probably one of her first Grammy wins to have that overshadowed by. It was probably really hard. The way that people, like, come for the winners when they don't get what they want is uncomfortable. 
yeah, like, absolutely. That's happening with Harry. Like if you're shouting like Beyonce, like first of all, it's the Grammys. Have some decorum. Yeah, it's insane. And like these artists, one thing that uh, kind of did make me like, oh, that's really sweet, was uh, someone had posted all of the tweets over a 10-year span of Harry Styles talking about how much yeah. he looked up to Coldplay and then yeah. beating them out. Like, that is insane. Like, it, it means just as much to them. It's, they're not going to turn down the Grammy because they thought someone else yeah. should win. Sorry. Yeah, it's just kind of ridiculous. And it's like, did we learn nothing from the 2009 BMAs? Yeah. Still, oh, like, history repeating itself again. Yes, and... That was why I feel like there is like Taylor is always going over the top in the audience. Like, oh my God, she she's always said like she just tries to make award shows fun, but like she was always the first person standing, and yeah, I I love that. I I think it's I I think a lot of people were trying to be like, oh, it's because she went through that in two thousand nine. I'm like, also she just kind of seems like a good person, um, but I'm yeah. sure they go hand in hand. It seems exhaust like to be Taylor Swift at that particular event like seems really exhausting because like not only are you on edge because you know you're nominated for stuff but like the camera's panning to her every 5 minutes. Anytime yeah. an award gets announced, anytime there's a performance, like got to get Taylor's reaction and to have like to be like constantly like knowing that you're on camera like not to make everything about me but like when I was in <laughs> high school, um I was actually went to a Bernie Sanders rally. Um, when he was running for president in, like, 2016. And, like, me and my friends, we got, like, selected to go, like, stand behind Bernie Sanders and, like, hold up signs and, like, cheer and stuff. And it was exhausting because it was, like, an hour-long speech and I was standing right behind Bernie Sanders, like, do you think I could break a smile? Like, I had to cheer. I had to smile. I had to clap. I had to, like, woot, holler. And, like, it was so tiring because, like, I was right behind Bernie Sanders. Like, everybody's looking at me. And, like, I, when you're on camera even, like, at meetings, like, in an in-person meeting, like, you have to be, like, so prim and proper. Oh, my – yeah. And I think that was something that really bothered me about – it was the Grammys in 2021, so it's for the year 2020, where Harry and Taylor had had their first interaction since uh, yeah. they dated and all of that. Taylor won. She was the uh, – she had uh, gotten her third album of the year win. Like, this was insanely monumental. And everything was about her talking to Harry Styles in the audience, and it drove me insane. I was just like, this was a how-old-long relationship. Some people debate if it was PR or not, whatever. But yeah. to have that be the only focus, I was furious. And so that I also try yeah. to take, like, all of the audience reactions with a grain of salt. Like, you could have caught someone at the wrong moment. Like, Taylor's eye roll when Jill Biden walked yes. out, supposedly. Oh of like. It was her award. Like, she was probably nervous. So I, I can totally see how so much of that would get misconstrued that you feel like you have to be on literally the entire night. Yeah. Like, all of these people, like, just pausing and scream grabbing and just saying, like, Doja Cat's face win this. <laughs> and it's like, and, first of all, like, no. And especially when the cameras, when it's a commercial break and now there's fan videos yeah. or, like, from uh, seat fillers or there's a few TikTokers yeah. there who were able to get footage too. Like, it is not a second where you can't not be worried about what your face yeah. looks like, what angle is coming from, like, how something can mis be misconstrued. It's crazy. Cause, and it's not, like, an hour-long meeting. Like, it's, like, a four-hour, like, three-hour-long event that you have to be, like, perfect posture, smiling the whole time. Like, oh, my God. Like, you never know when the camera's on you. And Trevor Noah was doing his, like, dumbass thing where he, like, <laughs> like 
in the crowd. Ooh, I did not like that yeah, because that was wherever a bit he, like, go on stage, dude. Like, you're the host. Like, you you don't need to be in the audience. Like, because whenever he was walking, like, with you know the crowd, like whoever was within like a ten foot range of him, like, they're on camera too. I always thought, like, oh, obviously this was all scripted. This was all planned out. Like, this is so, like, not genuine. Maybe we should be a little bit more fake. Maybe maybe we should have a script for these kind of parts because it seems like the celebrities had not only no clue that it was going to happen, but no desire yeah. to interact at all. Like, I, I always thought that these shows were so scripted. I'm like, maybe now they should be a little bit more scripted. Yeah, I mean, that's how we got all these clips of J-Lo and Ben Affleck fighting. Allegedly. Yeah, oh, which... I did see that. Yeah, I I I saw like all the different angles of everything being analyzed. Yeah. Like very interesting. Um, if like Jack and I were ever invited to like one of these events, like you best believe like all smiles. Like how could you be beefing with like your husband or whatever? Like you know that like they're gonna be looking at you. Especially because J Lo is already like kind of uh like gen z has kind of turned against her i'm like that was yeah. not the best look i will say i'm not her biggest fan but i did love her outfit i thought she looked yeah. fantastic she looked so good like with the cape behind her and her hair like it like was in it like went in yeah like it was yeah glamorous while not being simple like it I, yeah I, I really liked her outfit <laughs> i really liked it too um okay so let's talk influencers quickly oh yes i would love to Okay, so how familiar are you with Ashley? Oh, um, familiar. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of her, her videos. Yeah, so for those who don't know, so her username is No It's Ashley or something like that. If you just type in Ashley on TikTok, you'll figure it out. So she is a Taylor Swift um, copycat, basically. So she does look remarkably similar to her but she also does her makeup and styles her hair and like adopts these mannerisms for videos and she gets millions and millions of views and it truly is uncanny how much she looks like this and I've experienced this phenomenon before because Ariana Grande has a pretty famous one Paige Neiman who like I've known about for years and it is nuts what these people are able to do and the fact like they go out and like pretend and like trick people into thinking they're meeting Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande which is crazy so some company like emailed Ashley and told her like you're going to the Grammys. So it became this whole thing that she was like invited to the Grammys. She made a video. Everyone's freaking out because they're like, why is she invited? She doesn't deserve to be there. Turns out she gets scammed, which is kind of sad. So there was no Grammys. And I think she even like flew to LA and like there was nothing there for it. I think there's a little bit of like back and forth of did the company never plan on having her there or there there's been some rumors of like what if taylor's team found out that she was going to be there and was like yeah this can't happen yeah because i i've seen ashley's videos before i don't i think it's weird i think what she does goes beyond just like looking like her you can't help that you look like her but she has the same mm-hmm. cat uh also named after a Grey's anatomy character um she goes to taylor swift disco nights and um goes to the cornelia street apartment and then has the audacity to be like, I can't do anything. I I can't uh, go out and leave my apartment without getting compared to Taylor Swift. It's so disheartening. And it's just like, this is what you decided. You purposely aligned yourself to make this possible. Yeah. And the most insane thing is that she 
a few years ago had done an interview where she said, oh yeah, I don't really like Taylor Swift, just not my style of music, and now has built an entire brand off of it, which like, go for it. Yeah. Make money. She's probably making fat checks from like the creator fund and probably brands. Um, But the way that she has now started to complain about it and kind of state that she has a talent where it's literally just looking like Taylor Swift. Like I'm fine with influencers being at these events, especially people like Chris Olsen and who have kind of like established themselves outside of TikTok and have that kind of like recognition. But the no, it's Ashley thing is infuriating to me actually. Yeah. Like that is crazy, but I don't have a lot of issues with influencers being there. Um, do I. Even that one TikToker, like David Burleson. Burleson, do you know him? Oh, yeah, I do actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, people like him and Chris Olsen, like, they've kind of built a specific niche on TikTok. Um, That one girl, I wish I remember her name, um, who started doing those mock interviews as if she was a celebrity. She should absolutely be there. Like, that is an exciting link in between influencers and these red carpet events and I think there's definitely room to have influencers at that event if it makes sense there's certain influencers where I'm like no this this is a stretch I I don't understand this yeah but yeah so as a whole like it doesn't bother me like you want to like get young and like incorporate like the younger famous people sure do it it's just a surefire way to make like their own peers of like Gen Z hate them for it because a lot of people like hate the influencers being there because they're, like, trying to gatekeep Hollywood. Yes, exactly. As if, like, there was no... It's because this is how average people get famous and people can see the process that makes them so mad. But then everyone's so against Nepo yeah. Babies right yes. now. It's like, pick and choose. And then people will say, no influencers at the Met Gala except Emma Chamberlain. It's like, well, she's an influencer, so we got to pick. <laughs> yeah. She has, like... She's like a full-on celebrity. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like she's so far. She doesn't even make YouTube videos anymore. She's. Crazy. I know. Yeah. Are you a fan? Have you listened to a lot of like her podcasts and everything she does? Yeah, I'm a fan for sure. I are you? I can really respect the way that she has like kind of branded herself. Um, I never really. I, there weren't a ton of YouTubers that I was ever really dedicated to, um, and so I joined mm-hmm. later of like being able to recognize like. Her, her fashion and the influence that it has, it totally yeah. makes sense why she is now fully in the fashion loop. So I'm here for her. I think, I, I think she's definitely left an impact there. Yeah, I didn't get into her until like 2020, like late 2020. And then like I definitely got the hype. Um, but it's so crazy. Like if you ever like decide to like get into her one day, going back and watching her old videos – she was the most annoying bitch alive. Like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> I, she would, I, she would do these trips with like um, Hannah Maloche, if you know who that is, and, um, and Ellie, Ellie Thuman. I met yeah. her. I actually met her really? in New York, and she was so nice. But it was just for oh. like a brief uh, couple of seconds. But I didn't want to be like, oh yeah, you're that girl who used to be friends with Emma Chamberlain. But that's how I yeah. knew her. But she, she was lovely. So. Yeah, so they, like, had a little click together, and, like, the three of them, like, when they would hang out, like, I talk about my own personal hell, like, three, like, middle school, early high school girls, like, 
they're all recording they're all like wait will you guys like get in my video for a second like wait can you get in my video for a second like i could not thrive in that fast-paced environment and it like i saw a video like from a brand trip for, like way before like brand trips are like what they are now and it was like emma chamberlain ellie hannah and like a few others and like watching Emma in that crowd, it's like you can definitely tell like she was born to be a star. Like she's the main character. Like of course, oh, like she's really? the one that yeah. like made it. Yeah, I'll try to oh, find it, but like it, watching that like gives me anxiety because I could just picture myself in that environment with like all these girls that like are all so extroverted and, and they all know each other and they all want the best content and the best videos and like to get in each other's videos and everyone to get in theirs videos anxiety yeah I'm sure that in order to not only like build your brand but also building it by being friends with these people but trying to be the standout and I'm sure there's yeah. like post minimums and all these trips and stuff and that was like the peak influencer of like YouTube stuff so I'm sure it was cutthroat yeah. but I'm I'm fine with them being at the Grammys especially at the yeah. Met like the Met is the award show, even though it's not an award show, but I guess event yeah. that influencers should be at. As far as like Grammys, uh, MTV Music Awards, VMAs, like all that stuff, I'm like, as long as they're kind of relevant to that specific award show, fine, happy to have them there. But if they're just like there when they don't really do anything with music, then I think it's kind of random, but I'm like, whatever. I, I still remember last year's Grammys when Addison Rae was there. Her caption was, my boyfriend's nominated. <laughs> I know. That literally made me sad for her because, like, the fact that she just, like, she has this amazing picture. She looks so beautiful. And, like, her caption just had to be, like, my BF was nominated because she knew that people would come for her neck for being there. It literally made me sad. Yeah, and I think I've noticed, sorry, this is kind of off topic, but it's kind of, like, circular of, like, people will either love Addison and hate the D'Amelios and then switch. Um, so, like, right now, everyone's like, oh, wait, Addison's, like, kind of cool. Like, she has all of these, like, cool projects, yeah. great fashion. Oh, we hate the D'Amelios. But then Charlie will do something and we'll go back to the D'Amelios being a little bit, like, more well-accepted, but then Addison will fall back down. I, I've noticed yeah. that they kind of switch on and off. People are really coming around to Addison in a way that, like, they hadn't before. Like, I think it kind of just took her being really quiet. She's been really quiet the past year. Yes, and I think, like, they're the most staged paparazzi photos ever, but they look amazing, yeah. so who cares? Like, they do look um, amazing. I think she's building a brand outside of TikTok and kind of like the Emma Chamberlain stuff where she's doing side projects and really, like, ingraining yeah. herself within Hollywood. Yeah, I think like Dixie is really coming up too. Like her shaving her head's the best thing she could have done with her career. Yes. Oh my gosh, I was shocked. Like um, when they first came out, I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I saw like all of the looks that she's been building with it. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. She's she's setting herself up for a successful modeling career for sure. Like she's established herself as like edgy and like not just like you know the TikTok dancing girl. Charlie yeah. <laughs> is definitely in her flop era. And like. She's what, 17 still? Like, yeah. I'm sure that she's just kind of I like... I think that... Yeah. My hot take is I think Charlie hates it all. I think she hates it. I think it's so. I can totally see that. Yeah. She she seems just very, like... She's young, so this isn't, like, an insult or anything, but just very soft. Like, she yeah. she doesn't need to constantly be doing something else, like... I think she just really likes to dance and that is that's yeah. her goal is to just dance and that's okay yeah 
Okay, well, I could literally talk about it. <laughs> Sorry, I got off topic. Um, soon. Um, but thank you so much for joining. Yeah, thank you for having me. That was so fun. I'm, I always love talking yeah. about pop culture. Yay, thank you so much. And we'll definitely do another episode before next year's Grammys. Thank you.